Hello and welcome to Small Talk, where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. How are you doing today, Ron? I'm good. We're ready to rock and roll, baby. How are you doing? Good. I was saying this like we didn't have a 30-minute conversation before we hopped in here. (laughs) (laughs) How are you guys doing? How's everyone else doing today? (laughs) If someone responds, I'll give you $100. Ooh. <laughs> like right now. Like if Dang. you respond in this moment, not after the video. Somebody, somebody call him right now. <laughs> Just kidding. You can't because yeah, it's not live. <laughs> <laughs> and that means you're doing things you're not supposed to. You call me right now. Your FBI agent called me. <laughs> <laughs> My handler. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, second episode. Exciting times. Yeah, absolutely. Super excited. Uh, I've gotten some pretty cool feedback from the podcast. So, man, guys, if you guys are listening and you really enjoy what you're hearing, don't hesitate to reach out and let us know. You won't be stroking our egos, I promise. We just need the encouragement to progress <laughs> forward. Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not too big-headed. I'm physically <laughs> big-headed, but not metaphorically. So. Oh, yeah, I got a noggin. <laughs> All right, well, I don't see anything better to do than to hop right into it. Let's do it. So, girlfriend messed with my sunscreen and ruined my vacation with my friends. <laughs> Been with my girlfriend for six months. Things are going well. She does get jealous at times, but I think a lot of girls do. Had a vacation booked at my friend's since before we met to Cancun. First day I get there, it's crazy hot. I have pale skin. I always wear Factor 50 sunscreen, so I don't burn. I was laid out in the sun for about six hours in pool and sea. Didn't feel burnt, but then I got back to the hotel. I started to feel sick, and my body was red all over. I was sick and stayed in that hotel all evening in agony. Could barely walk from being so burnt. Messaged my girlfriend and said that what had happened. I thought she, I thought the UV was just super insane, and I burnt. She she implied she replied and sent a I can't talk. I'm sorry. A crying laughing emoji, and she said she swapped my Factor 50 and replaced it with Factor 2 for a joke. I haven't spoke to her for four days now. I'm only just recovering from my sunburn and able to walk normally as my legs were very burnt. I am now peeling, though. Haven't left the hotel room at all. Just had friends bring me food while they went out and partied. Not sure what to do. Is this something to break over, break up over, or am I overreacting? I feel like she did this as she was jealous I would hook up with other girls while I was away from her. Holy cow. <laughs> that is messed up. <laughs> It's terrible. As a ginger, I um, I can't imagine this situation. (laughs) Dag on. Yeah, I... Man, there's a lot to unpack there. I feel like it was a genuine prank. Like, I don't feel like there was a lot of, like, malcontent there because she, like, sent the crying laughing emojis back. She was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to mess with the sunscreen. Like, that'll be funny. Not realizing, like what that consequence would be. Did he reapply any while he was out there for six hours? Because if not, that's on you, even if you yeah, had the fact that's on you, you boo <laughs> I think he's overthinking it. I don't think she was trying to stop him from hooking up with other girls. Yeah. I mean... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I feel like part of that... I think there needs to be a conversation there to begin with anyway, because he went into that, like not trusting, right? Like he, his first inclination was like, oh, she's jealous and doesn't want me meeting anybody else or doing anything else and so on and so forth. 
And so if that's like if that's your first thought, if that's your first inclination, there needs to be another conversation there and a reevaluation of like y'all's trust level and how you guys are doing. Because if that happened with me, and granted, like I'm married, but if my wife did that to me as a prank, my first thought would not be, oh, she's like trying to sabotage my trip and doesn't want me talking to anybody else. <laughs> Divorced his wife. <laughs> like so that's that's the first red flag. Secondly, you went four days without talking to her? Mm. Like that's intense. Like okay, he's, he's the emotional one in this relationship, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like that's your that's the other red flag is like, dude, y'all need to like, yeah, okay, you're angry. Maybe take a day, you know, send her a text and be like, Hey, I need to process this. I'm pretty upset right now. And then, like, come together and talk about it, but don't just ghost your girlfriend because, like, your your initial thought was that she, like, did this to do something bad. All that's going to happen is he's mad now. He's not going to talk to her and get mad at her. She's going to get mad, and he's going to have to end up apologizing for something <laughs> that happened to him. I've been yeah, in that absolutely. situation too many times. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, you know, you look at how that, that series of events went, and I think it happens so often in conflict is that people don't give people the benefit of the doubt. They just go, oh, man, they wanted to harm me. Like, they wanted to hurt me. And so that perception that you have fuels how you, like, instigate that conversation rather than coming into it with a blank slate, you know? Yeah, you went from miscommunication to no communication, and that's the step yeah. in the wrong direction. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I think had she had done that with that, like, malintent, she would have been like, oh, you're not, you're not talking to any girls now, are you? Or so on and so forth, right? But she sent crying laughing emojis. So she's like, ah, you got burned, didn't you? Instead of realizing, like, that actually debilitated him, and he's been laid up in a hotel room for days with his like friends bringing him food <laughs> he might not have initially expressed how bad it was to her when yeah. he sent that initial text to yeah because i don't that. know if he said that he had he was sick and deb debilitated that she would have sent crying laughing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no doubt i don't i mean she may i don't know <laughs> it may, and maybe that's a darker case, sense of humor <laughs> red flag number three and you need to get out of that relationship because you guys are just messed up all together <laughs> Oh, man. Rolling the ball out with trust issues and sunburn. <laughs> All right. So here we go. One of my friends is threatening to tell my parents about a fake ID if I don't delete a post on Instagram. I don't know what to do because even if I delete this post, he's going to keep using this whenever he wants me to do something. I can't necessarily cut ties with him either because he's a family friend and I will still see him. I don't know what to do blackmail what's the post <laughs> wow blackmail i i can't think of a instagram post that's that serious unless it involves some type of relationship or the other person's doing something wrong yeah yeah no doubt it's definitely like it's definitely a blackmail scenario where it doesn't go well for anybody really you know what so it's like Go ahead. What if he flips it around and says, I'm not going to ever delete that post if you, if you show my parents the fake ID? <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's the crazy thing. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to tell people about your fake ID if you don't delete the post. And so it's like, you delete the post, you don't, find, you don't, you don't get found out with your fake ID. Or uh, so on and so forth. But it's like, for one, you're stupid because you have a fake ID. I will stand by that. <laughs> like, stop with all the fake ID mess. Like, 
That means you're too young to be acting grown. Stop trying to act grown. All right. It's, Everybody listening. Throw the fake idea away because as of right now, it's only getting you in trouble. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one thing, like, not, not condoning this. It's one thing to sneak alcohol. It's another to have a fake ID. That means yeah. you're going out in places and doing things and buying stuff, and that's where you get yourself into major trouble. Yeah. But yeah, no doubt. I don't think, unless he has super overprotective parents, unless he's, like, 16 and doing this, I don't see them flipping out. If he's 18 or 19, I mean, I, I see them flipping out if he's like 16 or 17. But once you get into 18, 19 legal adult territory, I don't see any parent getting like super crazy mad over this. I think there would be some repercussions, but you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And I think realistically, it just depends on how important that Instagram post is to you too. It's like, first off, it's an Instagram post. So <laughs> what is so serious about this post that you're willing to like jeopardize your fake ID if it means that much to you. It's just like right? a post of his dog. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the guy having an affair with his dog or something. I don't know. But it's like <laughs> But it's like it just it doesn't make sense, you know? So it's like okay, one hand, you you just take the L, right? If it, if the Instagram post is that much that means that much to you, like take the L, lose that that license, you know, that that fake ID and whatever repercussion may come with your parents because at the end of the day that repercussion is going to be drastically less than what would happen with the law right because if a police officer found you with a fake id especially trying to use that fake id as a minor like those repercussions are so much more anyway yeah, so intense. that's that's why i'm saying like as counsel just get rid of the fake id like wait until you're 21 to do whatever it is that you want to do at 21 you know this feels like a who has a bigger gun situation. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't think either one of them is that serious to the other individual. That oh, they, yeah. Now they're at a holdout. <laughs> like, yeah. It's that Mexican standoff. They're all just like pointing <laughs> gun at each other. Yeah. So uh, I think, man, yeah, that's going to be your choice, though. It's like you, whether you want to face those repercussions and get rid of that fake ID or if the post isn't that important, just get rid of the post. You yeah. know, like, especially if it's something because here's my thing on top of that. If it's a post that somebody wants you to take down, it means it is harming them emotionally in some way, right? Like this is bothering them in some way. And so, and as just as humans, right? Not even like as believers, but like as humans, like, I mean, you should take loving somebody over harming them or making them feel a certain type of way about a post anyway. So I would say, man, just get rid of the post, like be the bigger man or woman. I don't remember. Yeah, who they yeah. were. <laughs> Get rid of the post and throw away the fake ID, and then no yeah. one has anything to worry about either way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, this is uh, say I, a 27 year old female, don't fit in with this generation of dating. I have a Twitter and use TikTok. That's it. I don't have Instagram, Snapchat, or Facebook. I feel like I'm dating when I'm dating a guy. They obviously have more of those socials, so I feel like I'm competing with these other girls they scroll and see on their timeline. And I have mm -hmm. a theory that guys like seeing their girl wanted by other guys like they won and have these guys want um, or have what those guys want. It feeds their ego. I don't even care to even take a lot of pictures. I will here and there, but I get uncomfortable behind the camera. I know I'm attractive. I get compliments when I do post on Twitter, which is rare or in public a lot. I just never care to be invested in social media. There, then there's online dating. I already don't take a lot of pictures. I do get a lot of guys that approach me, compliment me, compliment me, would want to take me out, etc. 
but it just seems like they'd rather get a girl they feel like they have to chase around that has hundreds of followers and is all over social media with a lot of likes. They that's who gets the relationship treatment. It's that social media valid validation. Can anyone else relate? How do I compete? You're mm. gonna have to read next week, Ron. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like one side of that is like they're one of the biggest phrases. Comparison is the thief of all joy, right? And so it's like the last thing we need to do is I think one side like fantastic on her for not being on social media because I think that is the, the biggest thing that'll tear down your being tear down your emotion tear down your self-worth who you think you are like your value because comparison is the fall joy right people post on Instagram and Facebook all of social media the best of what they think they have right you're not seeing reality you're not seeing genuine truth and so on the one hand it's like she is true like she is speaking truth about men some men in that yeah. regard but those are not men that she should want to be in a relationship. I with. was about to say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, these are not men that you want to affiliate yourself with or have chasing you because like those men exist. So she hit the nail on the head right there, but that is not what you want. You know, you want somebody that's going to value you. You're going to want somebody that is going to value your worth and your beauty and your personality for who you are and what you have to offer in the real world. Because those guys are also the same guys that are chasing that perfection that they see on Instagram and on social media like as a whole. And it's going to get to a point where you're not going to be enough. Right. Yeah. You're also going to want to find a guy who values you, values security in a relationship. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, because there are guys that want got girls that other guys want. I've never understood that personally because yeah. I, I mean, I don't like to use the term jealous, but I have a jealous streak in me. I and mean, yeah. I think every guy should to an extent care if other people are looking at their significant other in a certain way. I think mm -hmm. that's natural and I think that's healthy <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. as long as they don't act negatively on it, but you don't want someone who's out there just looking for people to want what he has because that means he probably feels the same way about himself. He probably wants other girls to look at him and to mm -hmm. value him. And you shouldn't care about that when you're in a committed relationship. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like we definitely, there's a, there's a sense of jealousy in a way of like, you know, as, as believers, we know that God is jealous for us, right? Like he has an ownership and a love for us and a desire for us to where we are belonging to him. And so as men with wives, as you and I, like we're to be jealous for our wives and to guard them and hold them close and protect them and to, to want what's best for them and for ourselves as a unit. But like that jealousy that we're looking at where we want other men to be looking at our wives, like, no, nah, dude, like skip that. Like that is yeah. not, that is not the, the factor of a man that you want. You know, you don't want a man that's, that wants you to dress immodestly and to put yourself out there and to flaunt on social media because he thinks you're a trophy, right? Because trophies only go on shelves. Mm -hmm. Like you don't, you don't have an intimate relationship with a trophy. And if you do, there's also something wrong with your brain. So <laughs> like, <laughs> like we should cherish our wives, but just for us, you know, like the way the Lord is jealous and cherishes us. Don't yet yeah, forget all the guys that are out there with, you know, chasing other girls or looking at other girls or wanting other guys to look at you to make you feel like they've won the game, right? This is not a game. Like it's, it's an emotional battle as much as it is uh, a physical battle, you know, and a spiritual battle. So, yeah. 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 I mean that, that jealousy we described, uh, that godly jealousy is a characteristic of love. 
mm-hmm. it's almost like you you got the two types of jealousy the sinful kind and the godly yeah. kind and yeah the lust jealousy divine? versus the, lust? the love jealousy yeah. yep yep there you go yeah for sure so um, ron's book coming out in for the fall <laughs> <laughs> oh man i bet by the by the time this podcast like get some traction we'll have a book written some, oh, somehow yeah. some way somehow <laughs> Oh man. man, what kind of book? I don't know. <laughs> but it'll be something. <laughs> Horror stories. <laughs> we could write a book just on the Small World podcast that will be have been released last Thursday when this comes out. Oh yeah, <laughs> just that. Yeah, no doubt. That was completely off the rails for sure. That Go check awesome. that out. Shameless plug <laughs> right in here. Uh, okay, so got a job promotion, then the motion before I even started. I'm pretty much lost for what I should do in this situation. Been working at a hotel for about nine months and have been doing extremely well, doing more than I'm asked, and I'm working seven days a week, eight hours a day because they're short staff at other hotels. Uh, at eight hours a day, they're short staff at other hotels. The um, hotel the owner owns. It's important to note that I'm only 22 years old, and the average age of employees there has to be 30. Uh, two weeks ago, my GM told me that I'll be starting as the front desk manager in a week due to the, due to the, due to the performance and constant compliments from guests. And I was also reaffirmed by a regional manager that they wanted me in the position. Today, over a week later, after I was supposed to start my position and have a raise, I am told I still need to prove myself for the time being and I will not be receiving this promotion or the raise. I then asked, what do I need to do to prove myself? And I was told to keep doing what I'm doing. This is a huge slap in the face because I overworked myself for them and easily do the best out of all the front desk agents, which wouldn't be argued by anyone. I feel that all I've done is prove myself at a loss for words or actions to say or actions to say and take at this point. I just feel hopeless. Any advice or actions to take? Question mark. Dang. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Yeah. The first action I would say right off the bat is to be looking for another job. Like (laughs) I, I would not say quit. Because obviously, once you quit, your income goes away, and you kind of put yourself in a whole nother bind. But man, like I would be, I would be looking at other options, especially because management just kind of shot themselves in the foot there by promising something immediately and not delivering on that. And so, if this is the first time that happened, like it probably most definitely won't be the last. Yeah. You know what are your what are your thoughts? I'm all for hard work in in that spirit. Mm-hmm. But I'm also all for never selling yourself out to a company and overworking yourself mm-hmm. because they do not care about you as much as you care about that job. Mm-hmm. And I can promise you that every single time because it's just structured to be a business and make money. It's not structured for employee satisfaction. And there are companies that do a great job of keeping their employees satisfied. But yeah, I mean, if you come in off the bat and you're working seven days a week, eight hour shifts, you're already doing too much and they're going to take advantage of that. Uh, you have to, which I mean, maybe that is why they considered you for the promotion, but I've been in similar positions or seen similar positions, especially, um, but like where people worked and worked and they said, if you just do a little bit more, we're going to give you that promotion or they'll give them just a little bit of a raise just to drag them along. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's ugly. Yeah. And especially if you're working seven days a week, you're just going to burn out so much quicker, you know, like. I am, I am one to say like work, like work your tail off, like as believers, as if you're not a believer, even as a human, like you should give 100% of yourself all the time yeah. like, because it represents who you are, right? Like your labor, like your toiling is a representative of who you are and your character. But it's like, 
man, you're you're right. Like in that in that regard, though, and the, even the Lord established a day of rest. Right, take a day off. Like be with your friends, be with your family, but you know, work hard, give all that you have. <clears throat> but also in the same regard, like if they if they come in with saying that stuff, like they will take advantage of you. And I think that's exactly what we saw here. You know, they were like, oh yeah, he, they're doing this, they're working their tail off, and they're not letting up. And maybe they're even doing, you know, what that assistant job partook or entailed, you know, without the pay raise. And so it's like, oh yeah, we're going to let you keep doing this because it's not going to take anything from us. You know, you're just going to keep giving and giving and giving, but that doesn't, that doesn't benefit you in any way. You know, like your job should also benefit you. Like we, we work for companies in exchange for, for money, right. In exchange for, for assets. And so in that, like, yeah, I would, I would be looking for something else for sure. And, you know, um, with a company like that, it's okay to take on some additional task. Like, say, yeah, if they ask you to do it this one time, do it. But if it becomes a regular occurrence, ask, you know, you have to sit down and have that conversation for yourself and be like, if I'm doing this extra work, then I deserve extra pay, you know, mm-hmm. in a respectful way. Like, you know, not right. go in there and throw your fist on the table and be like, you know, it's not worth all that. But it's, I just, I, I I relate too closely to the situation. <laughs> so yeah. No, that. sure. No, yeah. I mean, my wife is really, she's experienced a lot of unfair treatment, like in the workplace in the past. And so like, even to the point of not even being paid on time. Right. And I think employers being regardless of whether it's a startup or how things are going for them, it's like, you need to compensate your employees fairly. Right. And so through that, like, she ended up leaving that organization. And if you're at this hotel and you're doing the same job as another assistant manager or another manager and things don't seem right, like, don't be afraid to speak up for yourself. You know, like, you ha- like people need to stand their ground. You need to stand your ground, but do things in a, a gentle and loving manner. You know, and how we would interact with people, period. Man, stand firm because you really, you don't know what would happen if you don't say anything. You know, because you're going to be miserable and not saying something versus speaking up and speaking truth, but in a way that's not arrogant, prideful, or mean. Yes. Right. And they also may be a taking advantage of the age in that situation. Oh yeah. If you have a younger employee with a bunch of older employees, there's kind of not all the time, but sometimes there's a pay your dues kind of expectation. Yeah. Uh, so just something to be wary of. Yeah. And I don't want to, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I just, I was going to say, I don't want to speak too much on the situation because I don't know your exact, like who you're working with, what they're like, but that's just one possible scenario. Right. Yeah. And I think there's, there's also even an age, like something like that. You're kind of really coming into the workforce for the first time. And are there's, there's sense of, there's, there's a sense of like naive, naivety, naive, ugh, what's the, <laughs> Naive. What's the creativity? I don't know. Yeah. What, what is, is it? it? I don't know. I just say naive, so I don't even know what it is. I think you're right. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Naivety? Naivety? Naiveness? No. No. It's, it's, it's a T Y. Well, well, yeah, it is. F- Naiveties is spelled with like a bunch <laughs> of different like dots and slashes over there or so. Oh, man. I'm, I forgot the term. I don't know. I'm just dumb. Um, if you guys know what it is. Send an email. <laughs> in the in the in the words of Chris Long, I'm not no, going to argue lost over audio. the. Give me a second. Uh, We're having some technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. I love my life. Give me one second. How are you good? 
Okay. And we'll start at the one minute mark <sighs> just to make it easy. That was brutal. We were talking about nativity. Yeah, nativity. That's <laughs> the right. right word. Did I say that? Nati- I think so. I think it just I think it just sounds weird because I don't ever say it. I think yeah, the conclusion we came to is the word nativity. I think that's the right word. If it's not right, it. I mean then it is what it is. Yeah, if it's uh, not and- right and you're listening and you know it's right, send us an email at smalltalk.smallworldmedia at gmail.com with some advice questions and scenarios, the right way to say the word, and then while you're at it, just go ahead and go to Spotify and YouTube and give five star ratings. And Might as well. I mean, everything, everything will be great. What else are you doing? Like, let's be honest here. Like, you're already on your phone and/or computer. So, unless you're the person from our last um, stop <laughs> <laughs> it, or the one before that. All right. So I got one more. We might do another one if we have time. Okay. Uh, is it petty, petty of me to remove my friends from my Netflix? I have a premium Netflix account and gave the password to two of my closest friends since they wanted to watch shows. My relationship with them isn't the best, and I really don't want to be close with them anymore. Would it be petty of me to tell them that I'm going to cancel my subscription even I'm just even if I'm just changing the password? They really don't deserve any good from me anymore, and what they have done to me is horrible, and I'm not okay with it. Edit, I changed it and won't say anything. Thank you guys for making me realize that I'm not obligated to explain anything they added an edit so one do you think they did the right thing in that situation is netflix the only thing holding your friendship together <laughs> because as of right now it doesn't even sound like you're friends anymore right oh, like okay that strange first off two yeah you're not obligated to give your netflix password to anybody and actually i'm pretty sure netflix would say hey stop that because it's two <laughs> people that aren't paying for netflix <laughs> Um, based on the way they did it though, I think they should have just talked to their, the people and told them, Hey, oh, instead yeah. of just like changing, I mean, you can just change the password on it. You don't have to explain it, but I mean, I don't, I, I think I would just change the password if I'm being honest, but <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate to say it, but if it boiled down to someone I really don't want to talk to, but honestly, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't it give you kind of a sense of, um, of, I don't want to say a sense of like getting back at them, but like kind of just like a happy sense of saying, Hey, uh, since we're not that close anymore, I'd rather just have my Netflix for myself and maybe share the password just with some other people in the future that I'm close with, because you can only share it with so many people and use so many screens as one at once. Yeah. I mean, I think the one side of that, if there's kind of a falling out, I don't think, you know, it takes a rocket scientist for them to realize, <laughs> oh, yeah, assume. they changed their password because I was being a butt bunch to them. <laughs> and that makes sense. Like, two and two does make four. But also, like, if they felt really strongly about it, you could literally say one of two things, right? One, hey, I'm going to change my Netflix password because I'm paying for it and you aren't. And I just want to be the only one using it. Or two... Hey, you guys have passwords to this? I'm gonna need y'all to slide me some money to pay for this thirteen dollars a month. Yeah. Well that you was know? like if their premium is like twenty three. Oof. Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> like that's that's lots of money, you know? So <laughs> you can either, hey, slide me some money, pay for this Netflix, or hey, I'm spending this money, you're not. You're kind of a, a butthole to me. I'm gonna change this password and go about my merry way. Right? Yeah. And like 
You can also just change the password. Like, they don't deserve anything because they're already, like, freeloading off of your Netflix. You know, you don't owe them an explanation at all, especially if there's a, a falling out there. So, yeah, change that Netflix you were doing password. Them a, you were doing them S- a favor. Send me the Netflix password. <laughs> <laughs> As if you're watching this, send us a Netflix password and we'll yeah. send you five bucks. I will bucks be your some friend. Book. I will give you some advice. Yeah, we'll I will have you. <laughs> I pay way too much for streaming services. Like, and I have YouTube TV. <sighs> we actually yeah. split YouTube TV with a friend, so like we split that three ways. But okay, we, like we we pay for it, you know, three ways, so it's yeah. actually kind of affordable. So, I would have I would have done that, but everyone else I split with lives outside of my area, so it would mm. YouTube TV. If you're in a different area, they're yeah. like, like you're traveling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Also, YouTube, if you're listening, I don't split YouTube TV two ways. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's I, Google. They I hear it pay everything. for it all. <laughs> Ron's Ron's a big baller. He pays for everything. All I'm right, pretty so, sure we use my father-in-law's Netflix. <laughs> we're the person that gives out everything. We aren't the person that gets to share stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I'm pretty sure we trade off. I think. I think we have their Netflix login and they have our Hulu. So I think that's the, I think that's the exchange there. Oh, okay. That's a fair trade. Hulu's less valuable, but it's a fair trade. Yeah, it is. Well, I think they also have our Disney plus too. Oh, okay. That that balance, that, that's a balance. (laughs) I think that evens out there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one. Date canceled on me for a baseball game. Should I post that I'm selling the tickets on IG or would that make her feel bad? My date canceled on me to go to a baseball game tonight and I need to sell the tickets. I posted them on StubHub, but I'm also thinking about putting them on Instagram to get a buyer. She canceled on me because she says she's kind of going through something and doesn't want to be around anyone. My friends told me that it might make her feel bad if she sees me selling them on Instagram. Should I just take the StubHub? One, find new friends, because I don't think that is weird at all, right? No. I think it would actually make her feel better to know that you're not going at all because she's not going, right? Or I think, that she didn't cost you anything. Right. Like, yeah. Because I think, yeah, that that's exactly it, right? One, she feels bad because you bought these tickets and they're going to waste. Or two, you found another date to go to this baseball <laughs> game with, right? Yeah. Or three, like, you saw them on Instagram and she's like, oh, like... If I were a female, I'd be like, oh, yeah, like that's perfect because he's going to be able to get his money back. I don't feel bad anymore, and we're still going to be able to have our date eventually. Option four, less favorable. She wasn't interested and doesn't care. <laughs> this is Dog Park Girl, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. oh, already referencing an episode. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think that's weird at all, man. Go, go sell those tickets on Instagram. Try to get your money back. Um, or send them to us and we can use them as a giveaway on, on the podcast, you know, yeah, way, I mean, I <laughs> this game was two weeks ago. <laughs> Imagine, uh, some ticket refunds, but yeah, oh, yeah. sell those tickets on Instagram. I mean, I'd be dog. scalping in the parking lot. No, what it <laughs> I was just joking. I, I that's one of the worst feelings when you go to a sporting event. Someone walks up and tries to sell you tickets. Why am I going to try to buy tickets if I'm walking up to the sporting event? Because I, <laughs> I mean, I guess if I haven't bought them already, but yeah. still, I, I have. This is going to sound bad. Unless it's like a minor sporting event, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but I have less respect for people who buy their tickets at the game. 
I just like, feel like what this... kind of gambler are you? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're running it way too close. Like you are living way on the too edge. risky for my blood. Like you can, like even if you aren't comfortable with the internet, I'm sure there's a way to call and get tickets or something. Like that. <laughs> Not waiting till the day of. Like that's acceptable for movie theaters, and even then, I buy my tickets before I go to the movie. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I mean, I feel that. Like my anxiety would be way too high for me to like drive a distance to go see a game somewhere and like the risk of it being sold out. Oh yeah. If, if I'm going to like a minor league baseball game, I'll buy tickets there. I'm not pressed, but even then I'm still probably buying them beforehand. Oh yeah. Like if I'm going to the Mudcats, I'm buying tickets beforehand. <laughs> Planned. <laughs> also Mudcats, if you want to sponsor us. Yeah. Holler at you. I work in, I work in your town. So Small talk. Dot smallworldmedia.com at Mudcats. <laughs> at Mudcats. <laughs> Hit us up for some potential sponsorship and partnership possibilities. 100% down. Well, Ron, anything you want to say before we head out? No, I think I'm good. Yeah, if you guys you guys like what you hear, once again, man, send us a, send us a five-star review. Uh, let us know what you like. And go find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating. Uh, the more you guys review, the more you guys follow, the more we'll come up on searches and the more we'll be, you know, sent out there to people. It's all in the algorithm. So, man, if you guys love us and care about us, you know, take the, the few seconds it, it would to, to send something in or to leave a review or, or a comment or something like that. So, yeah. And I will try to get our small talk overlords to post a Q&A this week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but that would be great. Uh, if you can't, uh, post them there. Post them to our, as we said, our email, smalltalk at smallworldmedia at gmail.com. And we will see you next week on the Small Talk Podcast. Boom. See you guys next week. Have a great week, guys. Mm-hmm.